And now, due to copyright infringement law, Perception is Reality proudly presents to you a theatrical reading of Bone Thugs in Harmony. Now this is what I'm talking about, baby. <laughs> And this is for the weed heads. And this is for the weed heads. Get a bag of dope and a quarter roll. Get a bag of dope and a quarter roll. So who want a bag? Who want a bag? You want a bag? You want a bag? You got a bag? So send them out the door to the liquor store. Get a bag of dope and a quarter roll. So who want a bag? Who want a bag? You want a bag? You want a bag? You got a bag, so send them out the door to the liquor store. Get a bag of dope and a quarter roll. All right, homies. Legalize reefer leaves and nines. Some of them say we evil. A little something something for my people. And though I know that we'll even out your debt, love everything green, well, that's what my sister said God said. Gonna get you f***ed up, wanna get you f***ed up. When you take one hit that'll make you hush up, brother, shut the f*** up. No stress, though. Endo and Chronic, Hydro Skunk, and I can think of some more? Oh yeah, Time to Smoke said so, cause I know Day gonna come around on Friday. Toke the bowl, breathe deep, boy, yes, then we pray, as the reefer help me see more every day. Wouldn't it, couldn't it be heaven sent? We have one hell of a superstar bowl every first Friday of the month, and you're humbly invited. We're truly humbly united. Enemies and all of y'all hate on when I get my fate on. I'm so high. And that can only mean one thing. That's right, folks. It's time for Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, Episode 79, Up in Smoke, The Citizens' Fight to Legalize Marijuana in the State of Indiana. Hit it, Monty. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbrey is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is this guy for real? Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This, this is, is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. Puff, puff, pass around the circle. Quit bogarting that joint. Oh, well, hello. Welcome there. That's right, folks. Roll that joint. Rip that bong hit. Eat that edible. This is the official Perception is Reality Up in Smoke marijuana episode episode 79 we're gonna talk all things marijuana legalization decriminalization and what that means for you and me kevin with the migraine granny with glaucoma and your neighborhood cheech and chong recreational users
Now, let's get something straight. I am not saying legalize it, legalize it, because I am a massive marijuana connoisseur. Quite the opposite. I do not like marijuana. I'm going to be perfectly frank, honest, and on the record here and tell you that I have tried marijuana multiple times in my life. But here's the deal. I've never enjoyed it. Not ever, not once, not any of the times that I have ever used it have I ever enjoyed it, okay? I don't like the idea of putting my mouth on a wet, soggy joint or a pipe or a bong that one of my nasty-ass friends has had their mouth on. That just does not appeal to me. Besides that, I don't like smoking, I don't like coughing, I don't smoke cigarettes, and I don't like smoke. Now, a quick side note, I do like the way that fresh, raw marijuana smells, and I like the way that burning marijuana smells. I just haven't ever enjoyed smoking it. I'm just not a smoker. Yeah, there are edibles, but guess what? I don't like the high. I don't like the way that marijuana makes me feel. It's just not for me. But... I'm liberty-minded, and I believe in personal rights and personal freedoms, and I understand that there are plenty of folks that like the high. They would rather do that than drink alcohol. I also am intelligent enough to know that marijuana can aid in the treatment of several serious ailments and illnesses. And far be it from me, or anyone else for that matter, to say what a grown adult can put in their body for medical or recreational purposes as long as they are not hurting someone else or infringing upon someone else's liberties. So the debate has raged on for a very long time. And now the question here for us is, what's the issue? What is the question at hand? Across the nation, 33 states, along with this nation's capital, have legalized medical marijuana. Meanwhile, 11 states plus Washington, D.C. have all legalized the recreational use of marijuana. However, this podcast is being recorded in the great state of of Indiana, led by Governor No Liberty Holcomb, which means we're still partying it up like it's 1937, the year Franklin Delano Roosevelt first made marijuana illegal. Now, we're getting ready to step away from the mic just long enough for me to use the little boy's room, which should give you just enough time to pull out your grinder, roll up your joint, or pack that bong. But on the other side of this break, we're going to have a guest on who is part of the Indiana chapter of Normal, the National Organization for the Reform on Marijuana Laws. And we're going to ask her just what the hell is wrong with quote-unquote Republican Governor Eric Holcomb of the state of Indiana, we're going to find out why he hates 
liberty and what normal is doing to fight for legalization in the state of Indiana and what you can do if you want to join the fight. You're listening to Perception is Reality, episode 79. I'm Christopher H. Bilberry, and we'll be right back. (sighs) Here, man, this is pretty good shit. Dad, can we talk? Weed's a thing now, and a lot of people smoke it. So I have to ask, is there going to be any at this party? I don't know. Maybe. No judgments. Just if you're going to try it, just don't drive. Text me. I'll come get you. Mom! This applies to you, too. High driving is impaired driving. A message from BCAA. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Hey, young America. We need to talk. Okay. You may think this is uncool. You may even think it is bogus. But I want to tell you about something that has everyone buzzing. Something that concerns mature boys and girls just like you. Something called grass. Grass? Not that grass. I'm talking about marijuana. Weed. Oh. Grass. Ganja. Joint. What? Doobie. Hey. Do. Wait. Chronic. What? Ace. Huh? Lobo. Loco. Love boat. Bud. Hey. Buddha. Hey. Blunt. I can't pot, write all this down. You're going too fast. Reaver Madness. Hashish. Or hash for short. No matter what you call it. Uh. No matter what hip street lip it's referred or referred to by. It all comes from the same stash. It's all marijuana. You may have heard of it. No. You may have seen someone smoking it, like those burnout bohemians or that crazy-eyed custodian at your school. Who? You may have taken a toke or two. Well. But do you know the whole story? Yes. Do you know the blunt truth? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so welcome back to the show, everyone. I am your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. This is the 79th episode of Perception is Reality. Up in smoke freedom loving citizens of indiana and their fight for personal freedoms and the legalization of marijuana i'm glad that you are with me for this episode as we look at indiana's fight for legalization as well as the fight for legalization across the country before we bring our guest on i do want to take a second to say a big thank you to all of you who are joining us today Today, for the first time, and for all of you who have returned from previous episodes, thank you to you as well. Please be sure to share this episode as it is a very important episode for anyone who loves liberty and freedom and personal freedoms and the idea and the thought that as an American citizen, you should be able to live your life in a manner that is free of any intrusion from the government as long as you're not hurting another individual. You know, I was talking to somebody earlier before I started recording, and they said, you know, I believe what we have been witnessing over the last several episodes of your podcast is your, meaning my, transformation into a right-leaning libertarian. And I said, eh, you know, I could see somebody saying that, but I still completely believe that I can put all of these beliefs 
into the category of a constitutional conservative. And I don't care what you call it, honestly, as long as you say it's standing up for liberty and freedom and common sense, then I don't particularly care what you call it. And again, I want to be very clear. I'm standing up for someone's right to decide what they put in their body as long as they're doing it in a safe way, not hurting any other person or causing anyone else to be infringed upon or their rights or liberties taken away or diminished because of that action. Now, if someone smokes pot and then drives, yes. Yes, arrest that person for the OWI. If someone gets into a fight because they're high, see if maybe there can be an enhancement put on that. But the fact that someone wants to sit at their house and smoke pot before listening to this podcast or before going fishing or before going to bed or so they don't have a seizure... They should be able to do that and to think that those actions would cause that person to be a criminal under the current laws in the state of Indiana just seems asinine to me. And whether or not they legalize marijuana tomorrow, I will not be smoking it. I don't smoke it now. I don't eat it now, I don't vape it now, I don't inject it into my eyeball, and I won't be doing any of that tomorrow if it's legalized. But I will stand up for a citizen's right to live the life that they so choose as long as they are not hurting other citizens, and that's important. And so if you like and agree with that message and a lot of my other messages, or if you disagree with my message, but you understand that I have a right to say what I think and feel, then please take a second and share this episode and the podcast and platform as a whole with everyone you know. Of course, we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites, including but not limited to Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more, along with the home link of perception.fireside.fm. As always, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash bilbrey318. That's B-I-L-B-R-E-Y 318. All right, and so without further ado, I would like to go ahead and welcome to Perception is Reality as a first-time guest, Mrs. Catherine Critch. Catherine is a citizen activist from Randolph County, Indiana. She is a member of the Indiana chapter of NORML, the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. Catherine, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. So as I stated earlier in the show, I am all for the legalization of marijuana coming from the point of view of someone who is all in favor of personal choice freedoms and liberty. I am not a user of marijuana, either by smoking, by edibles, or by vaping, or any other method. However, I do strongly, strongly agree with and support and fight for legalization, both from the medical aspect and the recreational aspect. And normal is all 
kinds of involved with that from the local level on up through the state and the federal level. So if you could, tell us a little bit about what Normal does. Normal is a national organization, as you said, and as the push for marijuana, I prefer to call it cannabis, reforms, we push to change these laws to allow people, especially our veterans, because 70% of veterans, according to Hoosier Vets for Medical Cannabis, want medical cannabis or cannabis in some form. And an Indiana poll was done for just Hoosiers, and 68 to 75% agree on cannabis. With that being said, the Indiana Norm felt like they had to open up their venue to create more knowledge and education on the issue at hand. So what they did was they tried to round up a person out of every county to try to help push this crusade from the local roots up. That's the way to do it. So I took Randolph County and Jay County, we merged them, and those are the two counties I will be focusing on. We usually will have a meeting every month. This month it is Saturday the 29th at 3 o'clock at the Winchester Library. So every month I'll be announcing meetings. I'll probably try to put them in more central locations like Ridgeville so it can accommodate Jay and Randolph from all directions and be a central point, i.e. if we can find a place in Ridgeville. Some people are very accepting. Some people are not. (laughs) Right, right. right. So let's back up here just for a moment and tell us how you got involved with Normal and the cannabis activism. I've only joined the crusade um, with a group about the last year and a half to two years is when I started really looking into Indiana Normal. And that's when I started focusing and looking at some of their rallies and their meetings and decided I wanted to be a part of that as well. And the reason is, I'll just go right into it, is like if our federal government or our state policymakers would look out for every mother's rights to provide our children with every option currently available, maybe one more child would be here to bless us all today. Um, Many know that I lost a son in the opioid epidemic. Um, That would probably have been a great push for this. I used to be very much stigmatized on any drug until I got ill myself and a neurologist told me I needed to try cannabis, which in return saved my life. What doesn't make sense is the federal government does have two pills out that we can buy that is pure THC. And one is Marinol and the other one, I'll have to think on that name, but they do have two out. And so being in Indiana, are you permitted to take those or are you not permitted to take those? You can take the pills, but okay. that's all. Okay. So my thing is, how is Indiana legislator and people going to say if someone's driving and they have THC in their system that they're impaired? I don't agree with that. I think we need to look into that a lot better because what most people don't understand is cannabis tends to stay in the body because it binds to different cells. Whereas your hard drugs being heroin, meth, cocaine, they only stay in for 24 to 72 hours unless they do a hair follicle test. So we have a misconception to begin with on all drugs. When you have marijuana as a higher class, as a class one, when fentanyl on them are a class two, when you have fentanyl being a class two less severe compared to what we That's insanity. I couldn't agree with you more, and that's absolutely correct. And for those that might not be familiar, the federal government has a schedule or a listing of drugs that are classified into five distinct categories or schedules 
depending on the drug's acceptable medical use and the potential for that drug to be abused. So there are listed Schedule 1 through 5, and drugs that fall in Schedule 5 are more medically used and lower abuse possibilities, and drugs that are in Schedule 1 have high potential for abuse and are deemed to have no medical value. So I'll just give you a quick example of how this scheduling system works and the drugs that are listed in each schedule. Schedule 5 are drugs, substances, or chemicals that are defined as drugs with lower potential for abuse than Schedule 4, and they contain some of your lesser narcotics, cough suppressants like codeine or medicines like Lyrica. Schedule 4 states that these drugs, substances, or chemicals are defined as drugs with low potential for abuse and low risk of dependence. And some of these examples, now listen to this, Schedule 4, Xanax, Soma, Valium, Tramadol, you hearing some of these? Schedule 3 lists drugs, substances, or chemicals that are defined as drugs with moderate to low potential for physical and psychological dependence. Okay, it goes on to say that Schedule 3 drugs abuse potential is less than Schedule 1 or 2, but more than 4. I mean, who is the genius that wrote that up? No kidding. You mean 3 is lower than 1 or 2, but more than 4? No shit. You gotta be kidding. Listen to some of the drugs in this schedule, though. Products containing less than 90 milligrams of codeine per dosage unit... For example, Tylenol with codeine. And then it goes on and lists ketamine, anabolic steroids, and testosterone. That's all Schedule 3. Moving on to Schedule 2, it says Schedule 2 drugs, substances, or chemicals are defined as drugs with a high potential for abuse with use potentially leading to severe psychological or physical dependence. These drugs are also considered dangerous, and some examples are as follows. A combination of products with less than 15 milligrams of hydrocodone per dosage unit. Vicodin, cocaine, methamphetamine, methadone, hydromorphone, which is Dilaudid, mepridine, which is Demerol, oxycodone, which is oxycontin, fentanyl, Dexedrine, Adderall, Ritalin. Folks, that was Schedule 2. Vicodin, cocaine, methamphetamine, methadone, hydromorphone, which is Dilaudid. You understand? Oxycodone and fentanyl are listed as Schedule 2. And now for Schedule 1. And listen, this is the treat. Schedule 1 drugs, substances, or chemicals are defined as drugs with no currently accepted medical use and a high potential for abuse. No currently accepted medical use and a high potential for abuse. Some examples of Scheduled 1 drugs are heroin, lysergic acid dithylamide, which is LSD, methaqualone, peyote, and marijuana, or cannabis. So, Schedule 1 
are drugs, substances, chemicals, which are defined as drugs with no currently accepted medical use and a high potential for abuse and danger. And this list includes LSD, which I could argue that that shouldn't be there either, heroin, methaqualone, peyote, and cannabis marijuana. This is insane when marijuana is on the same list in the same schedule as heroin and it's listed above fentanyl or oxycodone. And getting back to Catherine's point, this is why this is insane. What say you? The U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency said on a Monday, August the 5th, 2019, that it will set new guidelines to expand marijuana research and potentially lead to products that could be sold nationwide. The new guidelines will make it easier to register more qualified growers and increase the variety of marijuana products available for medical and scientific research, the agency has said. But despite the obstacle... Three FDA-approved drugs are made from marijuana. They include the Marinol Crucisimit, the Epidolox, I think is how they pronounce that, and the Stativex. Those are all okay with our government. And I feel it's because we have so many pharmaceutical companies that are going to stand to lose money in this, that that's one of our biggest fights, along with private prisons. But the conclusion, marijuana can help medical conditions. The U.S. government expanding studies of it, yet our policymakers refuse to change. And a 2014 study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association founded that the states with medical marijuana laws are associated with a significant reduced in mortality from the opioid use. These states saw a 25% reduction in the opioid deaths compared to states without such laws, resulting in 1,700 fewer deaths in just 2010 alone. Wow. Medical cannabis laws are associated with significantly lower state-level opioid overdoses, mortality rates. Further investigation is required to determine how medical cannabis and laws may interact with policy aimed at preventing the opioid and analgesic overdoses. In the report, from the National Institute on Drug Abuse, opioid overdose deaths in Indiana were reported at 29.4 deaths per 100,000, with an estimated population of 6.6792 million equates to the estimate of the 1993 opioid deaths in Indiana based on 2017. That was based on an American Medical Association study. So the conclusion on that was medical marijuana would have prevented 490 Hoosiers from passing. That is yes. We still change. We still refuse to change. That that is unheard of. And you know it, it, what what kills me is I remember when Holcomb was first running, and I remember hearing from folks who were saying, you know, all right, we we're getting a conservative governor, and with the Republicans having the state house, you know, we feel like we might actually have a major chance for you know, moving forward in this, you know, if not yes. recreationally, at least medically for the time being, you know, we, everybody understands it happens kind of in, in step steps. forward and, mm -hmm. and two steps backwards and, and you, you yes. know, it's a give and a take. But right. his, Holcomb's stance on this has been absolutely insane. And I yes. actually heard he was doing an interview with a radio station here not too long ago. And we're now in a situation where it's legal for medicinal and recreational use in Michigan, and it is also medically and recreationally legal in Illinois. And so say you're an adult living in Michigan, and your parents live in Illinois, and you're going to go there for the weekend 
and and stay with them and visit, and mm-hmm. you have bought your marijuana in Michigan legally, and you're going to go spend some time with your parents in Illinois, when you're driving through the little corner of Indiana up there and you get pulled over, right. you're now a felon, you know, depending yes. on what you've got. That type of thinking is just so backwards and it's so disgusting. So let yes, me ask you this. it's repulsive. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is a very good word. It's, it's repulsive. Let me ask you this. Have you or your group made any type of communication type efforts with Governor Holcomb? I can personally say that I went to the County of Congress a couple weekends ago and I did have the pleasure of speaking into our governor. When I told him that I went from 27 medicines to four with the thanks of cannabis, he said, oh shit. So therefore, I hope we have his attention and he looks at us Hoosiers as people and not a product of how much money can I get to stop something that helps millions of people. Yeah. So that's the approach I'm, I want him to understand is it's our choice how we medicate ourselves. And when you see states that have had um, cannabis laws legalized, everything went down. Of course, we're going to have the one medias that go through and say, no, 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 people right. died, da, 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 da. like, you know, Marilyn Monroe, John F. Kennedy stuff again. <laughs> Another thing that's repulsive to keep talking about when we yes. all know. Right. And really, nobody knows because you weren't there. <laughs> However, on to the marijuana stance with him. So I'm, I'm, I do have a contact person for him, and I'm in the process of writing a letter with the help of Indiana Norm as well, and hopefully going to get to go talk to him, and maybe he can see it through the eyes of a mother who's lost a child and the eyes of a lady that has been told that her life expectancy is 50, and I really don't want to become a felon in two years or at any point in time. Right. And it's disproportionately black people that suffer in this too if we look into the – Uh, war on drugs, which could be another topic of conversation. Absolutely. And so for those listening, if they want to get in touch with Indiana Normal, how can they go about doing that? Um, I'm a little slow at getting my counties off the ground. Um, A lot goes into that, as anyone knows. So apologize to anyone that wants more information. But the way to get to us is we have a Facebook page. It is J. Randolph County Cannabis Coalition, powered by Indiana Norm as our sidekick. They can get through to me on the Facebook. They can leave me a message and that. And here in a short time, I should have an email up and a little more information that they can get a hold of. But that's where I'll post all the events that are happening in Indiana, all the new updates that we get and all our new meetings that will be forthcoming. That's wonderful. So are there currently, have there been, will there be any legislation, any bills that normal is or has been trying to get through the state house on this matter? Yeah, there were several bills that were put through. They're all dead at this point. Oh my. Um, I'm looking more at nationally now at the Fed level with the MORE Act. I'm very mm-hmm. impressed with the MORE Act, and I hope and hope and hope that passes. If that does, that eliminates our problems. However, we're still going to have counties and states, just like Pendleton, Indiana, who wanted to ban all cannabis if it ever came in. We all went down there, and they have tabled that to who knows when, which is great. So we do make a difference. We do make a stand, and we do join uh, coalitions together when we need to, i.e. if somebody's put in jail recently on a marijuana charge, please call us. 
there's um, other groups that we, we join up with too so we can try to help them get out of that system. Because if we ever go to a jury trial, at least there's these unjust laws that could be proposed if they take it to a jury trial. Just because it's a law doesn't mean it's morally right. Amen. Hallelujah. You're exactly correct there. Hard sometimes to get people to understand that. I know I have a hard road here in Jay and Randolph County because we tend to be very, very, very red, 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 conservative, conservative, conservative. It's illegal in the story. What I have to say about that was, if I'll take you back to the slavery issue, it wasn't illegal to own a slave, but it was illegal to hide that. Where is the humanity is what I want to know. I agree. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And it's tough work. Listen, one step in front of the other, you've just got to get one person after the next person on board with understanding what you're doing and getting them educated and informed on currently what's happening to try to make a difference. You know, just one city, one county at a time, and this eventually will make a difference. It's kind of like what's currently going on with these 2A sanctuary communities that are popping up everywhere. And very much the same thing could be done here. You know, people could go to their elected officials. They could go to their prosecutors, to the sheriff, to the police chiefs from their communities. You know, people don't often know that the prosecuting attorney, the elected prosecutor for each county, is the chief law enforcement official in that community and people could petition those elected officials to say hey we don't want you prosecuting marijuana cases anymore the elected prosecutor from marion county which is indianapolis ryan mears that prosecutor said hey No more. We're not prosecuting marijuana cases any longer. We are overloaded. We have too much going on with violent crime, and we are not prosecuting these marijuana cases any longer. And he is getting a lot of praise for this, and he's taking some heat for it. But it's ultimately his decision, as he is the chief law enforcement officer of the county, and it's under his discretion because these are misdemeanors to begin with and he's making the right decision I certainly back him and folks could go to their elected prosecutors and demand the same and look if the prosecutor says no I'm still going to charge these crimes and put people in jail and in prison for a plant then you vote that person out and you vote in someone who will act accordingly to your wishes and desires and listen at the end of the day common sense has to come into play here are we a people that expects to be free do we understand that we're free do we value freedom and liberty and if the answer is yes then this is just a silly argument and we shouldn't be even having it any longer. And if the answer is no, then get the hell out of the country. But putting somebody in prison for a plant is crazy. It's a plant that has a lot of 
lot, a lot of value to it. Not to mention just the health values, but I want people to open their mind and consider the infrastructure value that hemp has. Yeah, Hemp can make everything plastic can. They can make shoes out of it. They can make building materials out of it. They can make roads that sometimes last years compared to what we do here. Of just I call it putting makeup on our roads here. <laughs> right. We're just putting the makeup on so you know, make them look pretty. And then, what, three months, six months later after a bad rainstorm, here's a big hole. Well, that's kind of the mentality we have on the marijuana issue in a sense. It, you know, the reefer madness, I still see a lot of reefer madness going around. And it's just a lack of education and just being lied to for years about something that God gave us naturally. He even mentions it in the Bible if we want to get on that subject. Right. So there's every every way you want to address this plant, there's always a debate to the other side, good or bad. Right, right. You're, you're exactly correct there. And the way I look at it is we have a lot bigger issues currently going on in our neck of the woods in east central indiana as a whole across the state of indiana across the nation we have bigger issues we could be dealing with for example indianapolis has a massive criminal problem currently underway a criminally violent situation homicide is absolutely on the rise there and we've got people mad that the prosecutor wants to focus on those violent issues and wants to try to curb the violence and they're mad at him and they would rather him be prosecuting people for a plant that's the problem i have we have bigger fish to fry in indiana than worrying about a little bit of plant and that's why i'm so loving um, mirrors ryan mirrors for his decision because not only that i don't know people know but mike young put another bill in to override the the um indiana prosecutors that the attorney generals would go prosecute these that just sounds asinine to me yes and what he's doing with that is basically making a unit of government the attorney general's office prosecuting cases which is just simply not what their job is they're exactly. they're not in the business of prosecuting criminal cases any longer it's the attorney general's office and i know people get that confused but they're not in the trenches prosecuting criminal cases that's not what their role and their function is any longer yes they're all attorneys yes they've all probably been deputy prosecutors and elected prosecutors but that's not really what their job is at this time. And you have this bullshit bill being put forth trying to force the attorney general's hand because this prosecutor in Marion County, Ryan Mears, has decided to stand for freedom and stand on the side of liberty. And that's why Absolutely. every time that I talk about Governor Holcomb, I always refer to him as Governor Eric, I hate Liberty Holcomb. And, you know, I, I that's that's yeah. probably not really polite, but, you know, that's his cross to bear until he decides to show us something different. And look, I think it's pretty important to note that you or I or normal or no one else for that fact is asking for complete anarchy and no rules and everybody's going crazy smoking pot like in reefer madness we understand that there still are rules there's still laws we're not talking about kids smoking pot you know you'd have to be an adult someone who is able to make the decision it can't be forced on you we're not 
asking for just complete anarchy. We understand that if someone is under the influence and doing something they shouldn't be doing, well, you can add an enhancement to a crime and charge somebody. An arrest is made, a prosecution happens. You're not proposing that kids start smoking pot and everyone's going crazy. You don't Absolutely think that, not. you know. Now, with that being said, if you have a child who has a debilitating disease and under yeah. doctor care the doctor says well this child should have some kind of uh cannabis type yep can you hear me did i lose you hello can you hear me yep i can now sorry i don't know what happened there sorry okay oh they're listening to us and they cut <laughs> us out i'm a firm believer in that <laughs> i was on my phone talking to my husband about something the other day the next thing i look on my phone here it is exactly what i talked about in our government and people want to tell us they do not listen to us <laughs> yes they do people wake up start getting involved or we are going to be a socialist it's, it's happening <laughs> sorry about that I don't, I don't know what happened that definitely wasn't anything on my end so yeah Mine I don't know. Either, but i'm used to it that's when we pretty... discuss these kind of subjects absolutely <laughs> But uh, what, no, what I was saying was, you know, if, if you have a child who, under the doctor's care, has a debilitating disease, and the, you know, they say this child, this patient, would benefit from some kind of uh, medicine derived from cannabis, then right. that, of course, would be okay. But that, that that's would be stuff that, okay. that needs to be looked at. We need to be able to to look at the benefits and the the uh, you know the life enhancing aspects of these type of medicines and then just right. to blow off steam i mean you know i can't think of anything more ignorant than saying it's perfectly legal for you to get off work on a friday and to drive by the liquor store and buy vodka and you can go right. home, and you can drink yourself into oblivion, but you can't go home and grind up a little bit of plant material and put it in a pipe or put it in some rolling paper and then get faded and have right. a good Friday evening. How can that yes. be How can that be any worse well, than drinking that alcohol? I have something to add to that as well. And I have said this a few times to a few people who were at the County of Congress. And when it comes down to the evening time, I want everyone to realize that it's an open bar. That means it costs no one nothing to get whatever they want. Yes. Now, we have probably over a thousand people at this convention. And you're going to sit here and crucify someone who wants to treat them himself with a plant but the worst thing they're going to do is probably sit a stoplight or stop sign too long <laughs> but we have how many alcohol related deaths in our country yeah but it's okay for some reason it's okay to drink but it's not okay to smoke Absolutely. at some point we got to put some choices back in the people's hands too I couldn't have said it better. And here's the bottom line. I mean, if I hate Freedom Holcomb wants to stand in the way of progress and wants to stand in the way, more importantly, of freedom and liberty, he can do that. But this will ultimately be a black mark on his time in office. Because listen, folks, it's coming Marijuana is going to be legal in Indiana for medicinal purposes and for recreational purposes. And marijuana is going to be legal throughout the United States. 
sooner rather than later. I know it was just a couple years ago. I said I thought we were probably still 10 years out. Just a few years down the road, I don't believe that now. I believe that it is knock, knock, knocking on the door. And if Holcomb wants to hold it off for another four years, of course, we're currently in 2020, which means we elect our next governor this year. We will go to the ballot box in May, and we don't have a primary choice either on the Republican side or the Democrat side because we only have Holcomb, a non-liberty and freedom-loving conservative Republican, laugh out loud, and we have one Democrat. And I don't think the Democrat's much better. I'm not too thrilled with his policies. Plus, Holcomb is going to win. He's the incumbent, and he's just going to win re-election. So we have Holcomb the remainder of this year, and he will start the next term in 11 months, January of 2021. And if he wants to stand in the way of progress here, he's more than fine to do that. But at some point, we are going to have a governor and we are going to have a state house that will do the proper thing here. And when that happens, they will look back to Holcomb's time in office, and this will be the black mark against him. Because the bottom line, Governor Eric, I hate freedom Holcomb, marijuana will be legalized medicinally and recreationally in Indiana. and Especially as more states go legal, the... um federal government will have to take a look at that well and that's yeah i mean it's just this is the way that this is the way that it's going and you know at some point holcomb is going to have to realize that this is happening and you know whatever moral platitude he's standing on is is quickly crumbling beneath him and now everyone needs to get out and vote and everyone needs to be vocal because if people aren't being vocal if people are not active if people are not getting involved then it doesn't matter it allows people like holcomb to remain in power and for things to not change so we need to be pushing for candidates we need to be backing our candidates and then we need to vote for our candidates well, very good. I tell you, we're just about out of time. I appreciate okay. you taking the time to talk with us today. Again, we've been speaking with Catherine Critch, Randolph County, Indiana, citizen activist for the Indiana chapter of NORM, which, again, is the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. If you want to find out any more information on the Indiana chapter of Normal, you can do so by visiting their website at inorm.org. That's I-N-O-R-M-L dot or by visiting and liking them on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Indiana Normal. That is N-O-R-M-L with no A. Or you can email them for information at I-N-O-R-M-L at 
I-N-O-R-M-L dot org. Or if in-person is more your style and you're listening to this before Saturday, February 29th, 2020 at 3 p.m., Catherine and her group will be meeting at the Winchester Community Library located at 125 Northeast Street in Winchester, Indiana, 47394. So there are several ways to get in contact with them if you're interested in joining the movement. Yes. All right. Very good. Well, thank you, Catherine Critch, for joining us, and you are welcome back on the podcast anytime. Well, thank you, Mr. Bilbrey, for having me. It was great to um, at least start opening the conversation in these counties that we tend to be a little more reserved in, including myself. However, I have to look at the statistics and the numbers and how it's healed people and how it can save our future children. You said it. Thank you very much, Catherine, and good luck to you all. Well, thank you very much. Hey, wait. Don't take off with that joint. Damn. She left already. All right, folks, there you have it. My conversation with Catherine Critch, a member of the Indiana chapter of Normal. And she sounds extremely vocal, extremely concerned, and very passionate. And I have to say, I love to hear that type of energy. And I can absolutely say, I believe we're going to start seeing more from these folks on the local and state level, as well as federal level, because this is something that is very important to a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons. And look, you don't have to like marijuana. You don't have to partake in marijuana, and you don't have to have a medical condition that might require it. But if you love freedom then you stand for the legalization of marijuana. You might just not know it. If you want more information, please contact me here at the show, and I'll see what I can do. You're listening to Episode 79 of Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey, and we'll be right back after this quick break. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. So that's going to do it for this episode of Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, episode 79, Up in Smoke. I want to again say a special thank you to Catherine Critch from the Indiana Normal Group for coming on here and talking with us and expressing her thoughts, her feelings, and her opinions. That's the kind of passion that we all need. Don't forget to share the show with everyone you know. We can be found on all major podcast hosting sites and at the home link of perception.fireside.fm. Until next time, take care and God bless. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765 546 9796. Till next time, remember perception, perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.